internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Using free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. Welcome on this July 3rd, 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. It's the day before the 4th of July in Charlottesville, Virginia, the home of Thomas Jefferson, the home of the University of Virginia that he founded, has decided that they're going to drop his birthday and they're instead going to celebrate an Emancipation Day of Enslaved African Americans. Those two things are not mutually exclusive, by the way. I'm going to talk today about the history that's not taught at the University of Virginia anymore, about the history that's not taught anywhere in any of our schools anymore. As we look at this, and of course, there was a headline yesterday. I talked about it yesterday morning. Uh, Drudge put it up uh, uh, yesterday uh, afternoon or, or noon or something, the headline about the Nike shoes, right? And I'm, my title on that segment that I cut out yesterday was, Nike, why don't you just admit that you hate America? It's, it's not about the flag. I, I think Rush Limbaugh and Josh Hawley got it wrong. It's not about the flag. It's not about uh, being obedient to China and disobedient to the American government. These people hate everything this country is about. They hate our history. They hate our laws, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. They hate our culture, our religion. They want to destroy and eradicate everything in America. And it's just these symbols, like the flag. It's just one of these symbols, like the statues. Long ago, in this current generation, this Antifa generation, the millennials, they long ago eradicated America. And now they're just removing the relics of a past civilization. So we're going to talk about that today. And i got to say, it's not just the left. I am disgusted and sickened by the fact that Trump is going to do some kind of a military, his desire, his heart's desire is to do some kind of authoritarian military parade like Adolf Hitler or some Soviet commissar would have done on May Day every year. Uh, that is a hallmark of authoritarianism. It's the hallmark of militarism. We have crossed the Rubicon, quite frankly. You know, that was a situation. Julius Caesar brought the military across the Rubicon River into Rome. That was, whoa, you're not going to do that. Uh, we don't want to have a militarized republic. That's right. You're not going to have a militarized republic. You can have a militarized dictatorship. That's the point of militarization, is dictatorship. And so we're going to talk about this. The founders of this country respected the military. They respected the sacrifices of the people who fought for freedom, not fighting other countries because of some geopolitical moves or some realpolitik, as Henry Kissinger would say. They viewed war as a horror to be avoided at all costs. And yes, they would fight reluctantly, but as a last resort. It wasn't something that they glorified or that they saw as the glory of the nation. And now we have a situation where and Trump will be the second president to be at war for his entire term, whether it's four years or eight years. It doesn't matter. We're not going to stop any of these wars now. George Bush, W just missed it 
If he could have started 9-11 a little bit earlier, he could have had war all eight years, but he had to wait a few months to get things in, in line there. Uh, but then, of course, Obama was at war all eight years. Trump will be at war all four years or all eight years. They're not pulling back anything. They're not going to stop any war. Afghanistan is the best example of that. A war that we're desperately losing by every objective military standard. We're losing control of the country. There is no military solution to that. As Rand Paul said, every general has said there's no military solution. Why are we celebrating our military? Why are we having parades of the military parading around the streets of Washington with tanks? And we can't send anybody to the border to protect our country as it's being erased? I'm disgusted with this administration as much as I am with Antifa. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Briefly, folks, please do not forget, this is the Maximum Alert. We wouldn't be here without you. I thank you for your support and your help. We're going to be steadfast in this fight, but we need financial support. And we're going to put up more prominent donate buttons at InfoWarsStore.com. If you want to just give us straight donations, there's a P.O. box. If you want to mail us a check, we will put it into the fight against these globalists. We need money to fight back and to let them know we're taking action and to defend ourselves. InfoWarsStore.com is the main page. We have a huge sale going. Save InfoWars. Super special. Emergency special. 50% off. All InfoWars best-selling life products. All of them, 50% off. That's Super Mel Vitality, Survival Shield X2, now back in stock. Brain Force Plus, Turbo Force, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. So many more. Stock up on the toothpaste, the copy. Sign up for AutoShip, an additional 10% off. And I forgot, double Patriot points. Instead of 5% off on future orders, you get 10% off. And again, cancel AutoShip anytime for free. We need the funding. Thank you for your support. We're getting a lot of support right now, but we need a lot to go into this dark night. We're not going to back down. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. In a world of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And now, the David Knight Show. Welcome on this Wednesday, July 3rd, year of our Lord, 2019. I'm David Knight, your host. We're going to take a look at the state of liberty, the state of our independence. We're going to take a look at the state of the borders as we've got the president. So proud of his military, he's going to parade tanks through the streets of Washington, D.C. Well, I hope they've got a little bit of money set aside to repair the infrastructure after those tanks go through and tear up the asphalt on a hot day. Uh, likely to happen. Uh, nevertheless... Uh, it's about as un-American to me as what we saw Antifa doing. As I said at the top of the hour, uh, the founders of this country, and we've always respected the people who have fought for our freedom, but we always viewed war as a last resort, not something that we glory in like some Soviet dictator or some or Adolf Hitler. That is the hallmark of dictatorship, to see your military as a source of strength. Uh, quite frankly, is one of the most severe punishments God ever gave King David when he gloried and took pride in his military. I'm disgusted by this. The military should be used as a last resort, reluctantly. We have an empire. And we're talking about how we have lost our way here. It's, it's not just Nike and the sneakers. I talked about that yesterday, uh, early yesterday morning. 
Uh, everybody's talking about it today, but here's the thing that I saw in Drudge Report that came up yesterday afternoon that really impressed me as to how far we've lost it. Charlottesville, North uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, the home of Jefferson, drops Thomas Jefferson's birthday, the place where they have the university that he started. But remember, you know, Harvard began as a seminary. Do you think anybody there? It's remotely even tolerant of Christianity anymore? No, no. Our universities have become seminaries of Marxism, Marxism. They have become constructs to deconstruct our society, our civilization. That means our culture, our laws, our constitution, our religion, and our history, our history. So here we are. Tomorrow we talk about the Declaration of Independence. Uh, you know, July 4th, 1776, the guy who wrote the Declaration of Independence we're no longer going to honor. So, you know, just eat your hot dogs and shoot off some fireworks, and, you know, whatever, right? That's all it means anymore. Just an opportunity to take a day off. Charlottesville, Virginia will no longer celebrate Thomas Jefferson's birthday as an official city holiday. Instead, they will observe a day recognizing the emancipation of enslaved African-Americans. Well, you know, Thomas Jefferson had something to say about slavery. He had a lot of things to say about slavery. He was conflicted on it. Uh, But here's what he had to say in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, that perhaps these people are too ignorant or too dishonest to acknowledge in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, His passage on slavery was taken out of the final document. It was too controversial for some of the uh, slave states. So it wasn't Thomas Jefferson. It was other people that were pushing on this. And they took this whole passage out, and they replaced it. Well, I'll tell you. Let me read you the passage first, and I'll tell you what they replaced it with. Uh, And talking about King George, in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, written by Thomas Jefferson, the guy that's now going to be banished because, you know, slavery, racism, all that, right? Uh, He said, King George has waged cruel war against human nature itself, violating its most sacred rights of life and liberty in the persons of a distant people who never offended him. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that a description of our foreign policy? We violate the most sacred rights and the lives and the liberty of people who have a distant people who have never offended us? Oh, yeah, that's our foreign policy today. But no, he was talking about slavery. He said he captivated captivating and carrying them into slavery, into another hemisphere, or to incur miserable death in their transportation thither. This piratical warfare, the opprobrium of infidel powers, uh, in other words, uh, this is infidel powers, he's talking about Islam here, okay? So what he's saying is piratical warfare, uh, that is indicative of Islam. Islam Uh, the Muslims in Africa were the ones who captured the slaves and sold them. And, of course, when he's talking about piratical warfare, he's talking about, uh, you know, what we we sing about in the Marines' anthem, the shores of Tripoli. Uh, It was um, the Barbary pirates who were based in Tripoli who were acting as pirates, you know, kind of like the Muslims in Somalia are doing now. All the rest of the nations of the world paid them tribute. Jefferson said, we're not going to pay you tribute. And they went in and they wiped them out because they were aggressive, because they were 
coming after Americans. They were the ones who started that aggression. It was a regime change, but it was a regime change for a purpose. Uh, nevertheless, uh, he says, uh, uh, going back to this, piratical warfare, the opprobrium of infidel powers, uh, is the warfare now of the Christian king of Great Britain. In other words, this is something that the infidel powers, the Muslims do, but now this is a Christian king of Great Britain doing this, acting like a pirate, putting people into slavery, determined to keep an open market where men should be bought and sold. He has prostituted his negative, in other words, his veto. He has prostituted his veto, let's say, for suppressing every legislative attempt to prohibit or restrain this execrable commerce, and that this assemblage of horrors might want no fact of distinguished die. In other words, so this, this horrific thing will never die. He is now exciting those very people to rise in arms amongst us and to purchase the liberty of which he has deprived them by murdering the people on whom he obtruded them. In other words, he enslaved these people, deprived them of their liberty, and now he's trying to incite them to fight us so they can get free. Thus paying off former crimes committed against the liberties of one people with crimes which he urges them to commit against the lives of another. That's Thomas Jefferson. That's the guy who's been banned. Uh, from That's what he wrote in the Declaration of Independence we celebrate tomorrow. The guy that's been banned by the city of Charlottesville because, you know, slavery and racism. Does he sound like a racist guy to you? It's such a simplistic, hateful, reductionist view of history that is being offered to us everywhere by these universities, by these politicians. It makes me disgusted. What, was, uh, what they did in the Declaration of Independence, they removed all that that I just read. And they put in a passage that said something about King George's incitement of domestic insurrections among us. <laughs> Jefferson was actually pretty good on this. And when he was writing in 1820, as the Missouri Compromise was uh, coming to the fore and so forth, and they were talking about, what are we going to do about slavery? He wrote to someone, he said, I'm not apt to despairing, yet I see not how we are able to disengage ourselves from that deplorable entanglement. But as it is, we have the wolf by the ear. We can neither hold on to him or let him go. What do we do about this? How do we get out of this? Yeah, history is complex. You know, you come into a situation. Uh, many people understand that. You know, when you look at President Trump, I cut him some slack. Look, he comes into a government that has become an empire. You have a massive bureaucracy that has intruded itself into every aspect of our lives, enslaved us in every detail of our lives. How do you undo that? President Trump has undone some things around the edges. He really has. Uh, there's many core things that he hasn't done, many things that he could do uh, that would be very dangerous for him to do, and he has pulled back from those things. Uh, nevertheless, you know, when we look at this, uh, what is going on in Charlottesville is really a kind of take that America. You know, it's another thumb in the eye of America just like Nike. Uh, you know, this whole slavery situation in history is very complicated. Uh, take a look at Robert E. Lee, for example. Right? He was made executor of an estate uh, that had belonged to George Washington, uh, the Washington son. And he was given two mutually exclusive things. Number one... He had to manage the estate and provide a stated annual income minimum to the heirs of that estate. 
But he was also told to free all the slaves. It's like, I, I can't do both of those things. They are mutually exclusive. Jefferson and others saw that with slavery. Some of them actually uh, created uh, Libya, uh, Liberia, freeing slaves and sending them back to Africa. They thought, maybe that's the way to do this. It was a misplaced paternalism. Serving with InfoWars is a great honor, but I still need my morning coffee. And luckily, our break room at the InfoWars headquarters is stocked full of high-quality InfoWars store Patriot Blend coffee. Grown in the high mountains of southern Mexico, the Chiapas farmers grow 100% organic, non-GMO coffee at the ideal altitude for the perfect cup. A robust coffee with great flavor and mild acidity. There has never been a more important time to support InfoWars. So if you love coffee, and if you want to fight for freedom, then you can help. Order now at the InfoWars store. Sign up for AutoShip and get your own high-quality supply of Patriot Blend coffee delivered right to your door at InfoWarsStore.com. I talk about this on the air, and I, and I know it sinks into people, but I've decided that we're going to kind of reboot all our supplements. And that if you go back five, six years ago, before all the censorship and attacks and fake lawsuits and the rest of it, I would talk about how great the products are and how they were the best and why they were, and I'd have doctors on and experts to explain why they were so good. And instead, the last few years, I'm like, hey, we need to really support us, or they'll shut us down. The biggest thing people like to buy is supplements because they know how great they are and how wonderful they were. And the left always has headlines everywhere. Jones sells unapproved supplements that he claims are supplements. No, under federal law since 1996, you can't say that a supplement has been through the FDA because they have no jurisdiction and won't look at it. But then they say you've got to say it's not approved by them. And all drugs are is the system trying to tweak what's in Mother Nature and manipulate it and do different things. And a lot of drugs work great. They have side effects, not with Mother Nature, but Big Pharma doesn't want you knowing about God's medicine chest. Infowarsstore.com or triple eight two five three three one three nine. Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public, the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely. And the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, know you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles. And there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war. And even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy. If we don't have major innovation and major booms, we will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in 
socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on in the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the... This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. It's not just uh, Thomas Jefferson, the author of Declaration of Independence, as I pointed out, uh, uh, making a, a lot of statements throughout his life about the immorality of it. But how, how do we fix this? And that, that's the issue that we have. You know, we can take a look at what's wrong with America today instead of looking at his. How do we fix this? Well, I'm going to tell you uh, the solutions to this. But let's take a look at where we are right now on this 4th of July. We've had some hopeful news, and I'm going to get to the hopeful news But first, the bad news before you get the good news. (laughs) Tufts University is now going to remove a mural with only white people because they want to attract, quote, a diversity of people. They have a large mural that, get this, was donated by Tufts Jackson College for Women. Oh, it's a lot of white men. And it was a mural that was donated by women. (laughs) It depicts the great names of men who informed the school's history. It doesn't include a single image of a person of color. It may be because maybe nobody, no person of color was involved in that university. Look, Booker T. Washington uh, created a great university. Uh, Honor him at Tuskegee. Uh, Tufts wasn't created by Booker T. Washington, so they honor the people that created Tufts. It's just that simple. Oh, but it's all going to be about race, right? Here's what the uh, Tufts art and art history professor who chaired the committee said. He was overruled. He said, I am principally opposed to erasing any form of historical record. A former Tufts provost said, to not have the historical record up there to see who we were seems to me to be an act of denying history. That's precisely where we are today. Precisely where we are today. Uh, This whole thing about the Kaepernick Nike shoes where they created these, They sent them to the stores, and then because Colin Kaepernick was offended, because he was offended, they had to pull these things back. They pulled them out of the stores. They had a hateful flag that goes back to 1776, the Betsy Ross flag with the circular stars in the flag uh, in in the Starfield area there. They had to pull that back because Colin Kaepernick doesn't like that, he said. Now... People criticize Nike. Uh, people criticize Kaepernick, and justly so. And I did yesterday. I said, just admit that you hate America. And we've known this for quite some time. But Rush Limbaugh had an epiphany yesterday. He said, this isn't about police brutality. He doesn't like the flag. <laughs> really, Rush? You, you figured that out finally, right? But cops aren't shooting black people and women and minorities first. It was all about the cops, except it wasn't. It was all about the flag all along. No, 
It's about erasing our culture. It's bigger than the flag. The flag is just one of the symbols of our civilization that they want to eradicate, just like this mural, just like Thomas Jefferson himself, but also statues of everybody. And again, they're not discriminatory. They go out and they take down uh, statues of Confederate uh, Confederate generals and Union generals. They take down statues of the founders of this country. They take down statues of Christopher Columbus. They take down, as we talked about, is either Oregon or Washington State, a statue of just a generic pioneer. Oh, can't have that. Uh, can't have that. Uh, in North Carolina, they took down Silent Sam, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, not far from where I used to live. Silent Sam was a tribute to foot soldiers. They call it the Tar Heel State because you had – Farmers who took up their arms and fought people that they saw as invaders. They said, look, we got as much right to leave the Union as the Union had to leave Great Britain. Do you realize how many times the different countries of Scandinavia have united, separated, united, separated over and over again in various combinations, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, um, Finland, uh, they have joined, separated joints peacefully, without wars. That's the way that it ought to be. It's only dictatorial tyrants and empires that seek to impose by force their will on other people who want to govern themselves. That's what happened with the king of Great Britain. In my opinion, that's what happened with Abraham Lincoln. It was a war of northern aggression. If there's no right to secede, then the United States itself has no authority. That's what we're talking about with the Declaration of Independence. And as Virginia seceded, West Virginia said, we're going to stay in the Union. Virginia said, okay, fine. They didn't attack West Virginia. But yeah, this has never been about police brutality. Quite frankly, if they wanted to fix police brutality, the black community leaders and people like Colin Kaepernick, as I've said for years, when all this stuff was beginning, I said, look, There are problems with police. You do have situations of police brutality. You always will. Any institution will fail. The question is, can you control it? Can you reform it? That's really the question. As uh, uh, Serpico, Frank Serpico said, he said, any human institution is going to have bad actors. The question is, is the institution going to purge the bad actors or are they going to defend them and cover it up because then that corrupts the institution itself. Then the institution becomes corrupt. And so if you want to, if you've got a problem where the police are too aggressive, you say, look, most of the people that are being hit with this are black. However, the vast majority of people, absolute numbers are white. Let's get the white people and the black people together. Let's say that we're going to have some oversight and some new rules for the police as to how they conduct themselves, what their purpose is, and so forth. Let's fix the problem. They don't want to fix the problem. They wanted to use the problem at a crisis. Let's not let a crisis go to waste. That's their tactic, their strategy. Let's use this problem to create further race divisions so that we maybe can get a race war because they've already destroyed in the minds of this generation. They've already erased the civilization that we supposedly honor tomorrow on the 4th of July. That's gone. All of those values that put human liberty and peace and the uh, possession of private property so that you are not the property, 
all of those values that we, that we pay lip service to, they're gone. And so the question is, now we're at the stage where they just remove the symbols. You know, the history has been deconstructed, lied about, perverted. The whole purpose of government has been perverted, right? Uh, Madison was very worried after looking at the Constitution. That's why he put together the Bill of Rights and why two of the ten Bill of Rights are about making sure that the government doesn't do things like uh, take uh, the Commerce Clause and expand that, you know, or, or the General Welfare Clause and expand that to give it broad, sweeping powers to do everything. The Ninth and Tenth Amendment said if we didn't specifically give it to you, we retain that. The people retain it. The states retain it. And if you aren't specifically given a power, you don't have it. But before that, they outlined in eight amendments specific protections and prohibitions. These were not things that granted us rights. The Declaration of Independence says we have our rights from God. We have our rights because we're human beings, and they prohibit the government from taking those rights. So they've turned everything upside down, and that is the purpose of this. They've destroyed it, and now all that's left is to remove the symbols and to start a civil war. And these Marxists, going back to Bill Ayers, realize the key to starting a civil war here is racism, racism, racism. Why do they say that all the time? That's what they're trying to achieve. That's what it's really about. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Robert Barnes, what has big tech become? Uh, big tech are big babies that have become big bullies. And the way they did so is because they faced no consequence, social, economic, political, or legal, for their illicit activities over two decades. And because of that, that's why the courts, the judges, the juries, the members of the independent free press that care about this, the ordinary members of the public and the audience that care about this, have to bring real social, political, economic consequence to their course of conduct. Otherwise, they will never change. And they will become the big tech oligarchs, the equivalent to the big trust of the 19th century, who ran American politics and ran American economy almost into the ground until we were able to recover after the Great Depression. The InfoWars audience is the fuel that flames the, the, the light of liberty across the world to make real the actions of independent free speech, to make real the original promise of an independent free press. Real collusion is big tech and big media manipulating and working with each other to try to meddle with elections, to try to shake people's thoughts. And then the whopper of telling us the whole time it's not happening. It's the ultimate form of gaslighting. What you just saw isn't what you just saw. Even it is what, what you just saw. <laughs> InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. Viewers and listeners, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And we're under unprecedented evil attacks, as you've seen. But I wanted to take just a minute out here from the bottom of my heart to tell you how much it means to me that when you saw all those lies against us last week, the worst things you can say about people, that you knew they were liars. You went and looked it up and found out the truth. And so I feel very strong, and I feel God's hand on my shoulder, and I feel your love in my heart. And I want you to know that love is right back at you. And I want to thank you for all you've done with your word of mouth and your prayers and your financial support because I'm committed to fight to the end, but I want to win. And without you, I'm going to be destroyed and it's not going to be fun, but that's not what's important. The enemy could win. We're a key chess piece in this fight. We're being used by God. You're being used by God. This is providence. So I salute you and I thank you for all you've done from the bottom of my heart. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. 
The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy if we don't have major innovation and major booms. We will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on in the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points. Whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the globalists. It's not only that you have a unique voice in the public arena, in the public square. The other thing that's unique about InfoWars is, is it is the only network of this reach that is not backed by a corporate donor or a corporate sugar daddy, that's not backed by some billionaire, that's not being funded by secret foreign government. It is completely independent of all that. It is an old school American 1776 style experiment in the expression of the freedom of press and freedom of speech that, in fact, the founders were so concerned with at the beginning of the country, they actually tried to support and subsidize organizations just like this because this was the kind of press they wanted. And then ultimately we now live in an era where they've mostly been co-opted by big corporations or billionaire sugar daddies who've been able to control and manipulate what news and views the person's allowed to have or express or hear. And the InfoWars audience has broken through that. They, uh, they are the bridge from the founding to the modern age, ultimate American democracy and freedom. And that's why there's been an unprecedented onslaught of deplatforming, defamation, lawfare, and libel targeting youth. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Without the freedom to offend, there is no free speech. It's The David Knight Show. And now, your host, David Knight. Welcome back. Also, taking exception to Nike, banning, dumping the U.S. flag shoes. Can't have that. Colin Kaepernick. It's a microaggression to Colin Kaepernick, as I said yesterday. If you want a picture of the future, just imagine Colin Kaepernick wearing Nikes and stomping on your face forever. That's the Orwellian times that we are in. Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley uh, from uh, Missouri. Slam Nike for dumping the U.S. flag shoes and for catering to Chinese communists. He said, Nike thinks American flag is a symbol of oppression. Nike gladly allows Chinese Communist Party to tell it what products to sell while building its business around sweatshop labor. Nike is anti-American, pure and simple. Well, I agree. Nike is anti-American. I said that yesterday. But let's understand, too, <laughs> that, uh, and I don't disagree with anything that he had to say. But it's only a small part of what's going on here. And Nike is only a small part of what's going on here. As I talked about this, uh, in Thomas Jefferson's hometown of Charlottesville, the guy who wrote the Declaration of Independence, who spoke at length about the horrific violations of human rights that slavery was, uh, blamed it on the king. 
for putting it there. And then said, now we've got the system. How do we, how do we get rid of it? Uh, we got a wolf by the ears. What, what do we do? We can't hold on and we can't let it go. What do we do? How do we get out of this situation? And quite frankly, that is where we are today. Uh, except I guess the wolf has got us by the ears. <laughs> the federal government has got us by the ears. You want to honor the Declaration of Independence? Talk about the swarms of officers that the feds have sent among us to harass our people and eat out their substance. I could list far more grievances from the oppression of the federal government today than the founders of this country could ever list from Great Britain at the time of King George. Uh, so <laughs> when I look at this, uh, yeah, that is that is an issue. And yes, these big corporations will work with the Chinese. Uh, maybe Josh Hawley will have something to say about how Google and these other people are working with the Chinese government, uh, helping them to censor their citizens, and also working with the American government to help them censor and control their citizens as well. Don't forget that uh, when I looked at this, it reminded me of little Marco Rubio, who after Alex was banned on social media, after InfoWars was banned on social media last August the 6th, they had some hearings. Alex was not invited to testify. Marco Rubio pretended that he didn't know who he was. He said, well, I, I don't go to your website. Well, how do you know that he's got a website if you don't know who he is and you don't go there? Later on, he admitted that he was lying. And little Marco, when he got these big Silicon Valley companies in the hearing, said to them, you're going to control the Internet for us, right? Not for the Chinese. That's all these people are concerned about. Pick your dictator, right? You're going to be dictators for us, not for the Chinese. Folks, it's all about the symbols, isn't it? You know, we can see this in what happened at the European Parliament yesterday. Um, you know, uh, Britain's MEPs, members of the European Parliament, they just had their elections, and that was the one that was swept by Brexit. It's not actually that election was not to uh, set up the parliament of the UK, but it was to send people to the European Union Parliament. So as they were calling that into session, as these new members were taking their seat in the EU parliament for the first time after that election, and here they are three years after Britain had voted to leave the EU, but they're coming back, they stood up and turned their back on the EU flag as they were playing the new EU anthem. Now, remember, when they had Brexit, and I talked about this as, um, you know, uh, you could look at uh, 1776 as our Brexit, right? <laughs> and uh, that's the way I talked about it when we had it before. And I said, it's great. They declared their independence from a tyrannical empire that was going to define their economy, crash their borders, and many other things that they were going to do. And uh, they really did declared their independence with Brexit. They haven't gotten it yet, uh, but they declared it with that vote. And, if, and at the time, in the run-up to the election, they were saying, look, the European Union is becoming a supra-nation state. It's becoming an empire. That's its aspiration. You know, what, they, what the Germans were not capable of doing with World War I, World War II, they did uh, not with guns, but with bankers and with the euro, the currency. Again, going back to this whole history in a nutshell, it was 10 years after the last victory of the Nazis, the last military victory of the Nazis at that bridge too far. 
at Remagen. It was right there at the Hotel Bilderberg that two key figures that were involved in that last victory of the Nazis. Uh, you had a prince from the Netherlands. You had another British officer. Both of them became you know, the first and the second heads of Bilderberg for quite some time. And they held their meeting there. On the second meeting, they proposed having a currency. First time it was proposed anywhere, a common currency. They talked about having a common market. It always goes that way. You always create a common trading market. Then you add more control by adding banking controls, by adding currency controls and so forth. And then you create a fast political union. Fast forward to Brexit, going back to 2016. And the British Brexiteers, we're rightly saying, these people want to have a European army. Oh, they wail. That's a conspiracy theory. You right-wing conspiracy theorists. And immediately after the election, they said, yeah, we do want to have it. And now you've got uh, ministers in both France and in Germany bragging about that. They just had June 21st, one of the German states, Saxon, has just proposed Three years in prison if you damage the EU flag. Now, we're talking about, you know, people here in America protesting the flag. And, look, I understand. You know, I, I think political speech is protected, but not the Nazis. <laughs> this is the Fourth Reich that's going on right now in the European Union. And so these Germans in Saxon, one of the German provinces, said, we want three years in prison if you damage the EU flag. And we propose a new national anthem. And what would that be? Well, of course, fittingly, Ode to Joy, <laughs> which is one of the movements of Ludwig van's Ninth Symphony. The Ninth Symphony for the Fourth Reich, right there. And so they've got their anthem, they've got their flag, and they demand that you respect it. And they were very upset when Nigel Farage and the EU delegates turned their back on that flag. You know, some protests are justified. You know, Antifa is violently violently, not protesting, but violently taking away people's free speech, the free press, violent opposition to that. In Hong Kong, we saw people violently opposing the communist dictators who want to take away their freedom and their self-government and extradite anybody who stands up for their independence and their freedom inside of Hong Kong. So they violently oppose that. They oppose that to the face of the police. They got in the face of the police with riot gear. We don't have any Americans who value freedom that much left in America anymore. And they would be demonized by the media anyway. Uh, and that's not the right way to get it back in the United States. We're going to have to do it at the local level. And I'm going to show you some examples of that. Uh, the American military and the militarized police state here in the United States is too strong, I think, for that type of direct confrontation to work, especially when they have control of the media. But let's go back to, to the EU again. When they were criticized, roundly criticized by the media, uh, they had a couple of things to say. Nigel Farage and uh, Ms. Riesmog, uh, who is uh, related to uh, Jacob Riesmog, uh, she said she took part in the protest because she objected to the piece being referred to as the nation's song. She said, I would never ever do that for any country's national song. But you have to remember, the EU is not a nation. It should not have an anthem. It should not be arranged in that way. It doesn't have united peoples, and Britain should have left months ago. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. So the InfoWars model is a self-fulfilling, self-supporting structure that is promoting free press and free speech by people getting together and supporting one another and sustaining one another. It is the only independent press of this size and scale, of this public reach. It is the one model that says, here's a way to have a self-supporting, self-sustaining, self-structured, little democratic structure that because the audience determines what content goes up, the audience determines what audience is ultimately reached by their choices in supporting InfoWars. And it's all because the audience spends their whatever it is, whether it's $5 or $50 a month on products that they like and that they want that actually compete with the corporate-driven model. And the ability to do that and at the same time support press, support speech, support letting the audience choose what news they want to see and what views they want to hold. And it's the ultimate American democratic expression and experiment. And it is the celebration of free press and free speech with free markets. I want to be very, very clear with everybody about all of this. We're going into the season of war, and they have been inches from shutting down the final bank accounts we have due to their criminal activity and their and their digital fraud. And we need to know that we've got capital to go six months a year. We need to end here. We need to be provisioned. And you've got my total commitment that I am going to rampage forward against the enemy fearlessly. I'm loving every minute of this because I know I'm getting under their skin. I'm bloodying them up politically. I'm banging heads with them, and they can't help but attack back with lies and that just brings more people here so i'm in one hell of a fight and so are you and i need war bonds i need gas i need ammo politically now but literally if you flood us with money and if you flood us with product purchases and if you flood us with your word of mouth you're unstoppable we're unstoppable together i want to send a strong message to the enemy i want to raise a couple million dollars right now to let the enemy know that their attacks are failing and that you will stand with us and i will never back down you have my commitment this only gives me more energy and more understanding of what we're facing and that we were right about this Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public, the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely. And the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, no, you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles. And there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war. And even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy. If we don't have major innovation and major booms, we will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in 
socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points. Whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the... This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. It wasn't Tower of Power. It was Beethoven that they were playing at the European Union as the uh, British uh, members of the European Parliament took their seats. Many of them Brexiteers, the Brexit Party, and those people turned their back on the EU flag and the EU anthem. And they were attacked uh, from establishment politicians, from the mainstream, corporate media, everybody. Uh, furious that they would turn their back to Beethoven's Ode to Joy, again, from his Ninth Symphony. And uh, I just read you the quote from Ms. Rees-Mogg, who said, I would never disrespect any country's national anthem, but this is not a country, and we should not be here. We voted to leave uh, three years ago. Uh, Asked by an anchorman if she thought it was rude to turn her back during the EU's anthem, she said, I think it was rude to claim that the British people are part of a nation other than their own. And then Nigel Farage said, "Uh, what is disrespectful is to take the ancient states of Europe and without asking anybody's permission, turning a union of them into a country because that's what the president of the parliament called it this morning. I think it's really disgraceful. And I'm really not going to stand to attention for this anthem. No way. I'll show respect for any anthem other than for any other country in the world, but not for a false creation like this. I think we did the right thing, said Nigel Farage. And he did. Again, uh, they are talking about how they want a European Union army. They want a flag. They, you know, they've got their flag. They want their anthem, they said. And, of course, as I said uh, just about uh, 10 days ago, You had uh, one of the German provinces say we're going to give a three-year prison sentence to anybody that damages an EU flag. Probably not for the German flag, however, though, right? Can you imagine if President Trump uh, were to do that for the American flag? You damage the American flag? Uh, You're going to go to jail for three years? You disrespect the American flag like Colin Kaepernick and all these people do? And the media gets furious with them? Oh, no, that's right. They don't. They say they're justified, right? They're justified. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You got some soccer player who wants to sit down. Uh, Look, you know, she doesn't like America. She shouldn't have joined the team, right? Just stay home or go fight for some other country or something. Uh, you know, I, I don't get into sports. Uh, the whole thing is bread and circuses to distract you from what's really going on. We're going to get into that in just a moment. We're going to talk about the census question. We're going to talk about what the California Democrats are up to now with non-citizens. Actually, they're not non-citizens. 
They are citizens of a foreign country who are criminally trespassing in our country. But you won't believe what the Democrats want to do now. I mean, we're not just talking about free education, in-state tuition to any state that they choose to go, <laughs> superior welfare benefits, you know, uh, Medicare for all of them. Uh, you, you Americans, you're going to pay for it, uh, and you won't get as many benefits. I mean, I, I don't understand why President Trump hasn't pounced on this. He did say when they all raised their hands, he said, that's it, election's over. But he could really pound these people. I think even the Democrats and the African-American community are not going to support the Democrat leadership when they realize they've been sent to the back of the bus, the welfare state bus. These people from foreign countries are being put in the front. The rest of Americans, white, black, Hispanic, you're a legal American, you're a legal immigrant, you go to the back of the bus. You don't get the same kind of welfare benefits that foreign citizens criminally trespassing get. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Folks, if you want to help InfoWars remain independent, remain free, we're fighting for your free speech. We're fighting for our free speech, the free press, the independent free press. And if you want to help us in that, as you have always in the past, we're trying to make it as win-win for both of us as possible. We've put a massive sale together at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off all the InfoWars Life products. That's all the vitamins, minerals, supplements, natural health aids. I mean, even things, you know, I, don't, you know, I guess uh, pollen block is not really a vitamin, mineral, or supplement, but boy, it's the only thing my wife has ever found that clears her sinuses. She's always had sinus issues, and it's not just pollen. It's other sinus issues, and she hasn't found anything. Uh, pharmaceutical or home remedy that works like pollen block. It's absolutely amazing. And it's just ground quail eggs, but it works. It's amazing how that works. It also includes toothpaste. You know, our toothpaste that doesn't have fluoride, but it's got nano silver to fight virus, to fight bacteria. Uh, that's also a part of the sale. 50% off all InfoWars Life products, free shipping, store-wide, double Patriot points. So you get uh, double the Patriot points of discounts for future uh, discounts on future purchases. And you can find all that at InfoWarsStore.com. Don't forget you can find me, for the time being at least, on YouTube and Twitter, Libertarian. I'm not a libertarian. I remember <laughs> Libertarian Party, one guy who was running, and uh, he wanted to be the presidential candidate. He really hadn't done too good a job in explaining the, pol- the uh, policies of the party, or even the name to his father. When his father got up to talk about him, he called it the uh, Liberal-Tarian Party. And I think that's the way a lot of people look at it, the liberal, and it's probably quite true today. <laughs> they argued against the rights of the uh, cake shop owner. Uh, said, no, he should be compelled to make a custom cake for people. Uh, that's the Libertarian Party today? Anyway. I wanted to distance myself from them. I wanted to make it clear that I'm about liberty. And so I call it Libertarian. Libertarian. And you find me on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and share the videos that go up there every day. We've got the full show archived up there as well as we broadcast it live. And then we put up the uh, full show later on without commercials. And then uh, we've also got special uh, sections that are put up, topical sections that we talk about during the show. All of that is on the YouTube channel. Also, don't forget to follow and retweet my Twitter account, same name, Libertarian. And, of course, you can always find me on Infowars.com forward slash David-Night-Show. Uh, not going to get taken off of there. Uh, so you can always find the links there to both the video and to the audio. And 
Talking about audio, we've got a lot of podcast uh, hosting. I'm even on iTunes still. Go figure. I don't <laughs> Uh, it's not like I don't have a lot of people looking at the podcast. I made the top 40 podcasts in the most recent one that they put out there. But uh, So don't forget, uh, I'm on many, many different podcast platforms. I've got a lot of them listed on my Twitter account. But let's go back to what the Democrats are doing right now in California. <laughs> what are they doing in California? They're going to push a bill allowing non-citizens to hold party leadership roles. California State Senator Scott Wiener. <laughs> Why are there so many Democrats named Wiener? <laughs> From uh, Huma's husband to this guy. I mean, they got more Wieners than a 4th of July barbecue in the Democrat Party. Uh, I guess that's the only part of the 4th of July they like. Anyway, um, so Senator Scott Wiener from San Francisco, where else, is spearheading a beer, uh, a beer, yeah, a bill. <laughs> That would allow non-citizens to serve as state convention delegates and county committee leaders with the Democrat Party, formerly of the United States. <laughs> That's what we should always put. The Democratic Party, formerly of the United States. Uh, they've gone full Colin Kaepernick on us. Uh, that will allow them to be involved in the party platform. Oh, so you can have foreign citizens now writing the party platform. And, you know, maybe they can, after they're finished writing the Democrat Party platform, maybe they can rewrite our Constitution for us because, you know, we haven't used that one for <laughs> centuries. Uh, and uh, they had got to get rid of the border laws also. So maybe after they do that, they can uh, pull that stuff in. You know, we're talking about how the European Union has chosen an anthem appropriately named Ode to Joy. <laughs> maybe the, the Democrat Party needs an anthem too, right? La Cucaracha. That, that could be it. Or let's just call it. Uh, La Kuki Raza, that would be more appropriate for the Democrat Party. La Kuki Raza, for the race, everything for the race, nothing for anybody outside the race. Yeah, how, how kooky is that? Okay, how racist is that? Meanwhile, we have President Trump now completely abandoning the citizenship question on, um, you know, are you a citizen on the census? Because, you know, that would be racist. And because... It would cost the Democrats political power. That's what the two judges who pushed back against this said. That, you know, if you ask that citizenship question, it's going to cost the sanctuary states. It's going to cost them political representation. Why? Because they're counting foreign citizens in the census. And so, you know, they're going to have greater representation in the Electoral College, greater representation in Congress, even if they don't give the votes to the foreign citizens now. The Trump administration has just caved on that. Caved on it like they did at the border. Complete surrender. Trump didn't just blink. He bowed. He bowed to these black-robed judges who are not over him. They don't have any authority over the presidency. Go back, President Trump. Read some history about Andrew Jackson. You know, I guess uh, after they pad the Electoral College, we could call it the Illegal College. How about that? That's a new name for it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. I just want listeners to understand money is what allows us to beat this and stand against this. And we're seeing a lot of orders right now with the Save InfoWars 50% off, but we make only like $5, $10 on higher marked up stuff. We're making like $2 on the toothpaste at that price. And we're moving a ton of it, okay? But you move a couple hundred thousand dollars or something and you get $20,000. That doesn't pay for all the infrastructure, the bandwidth, the lawyers, the crew. So we need to sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. I want to expand, not contract. And for six months, we've not just been at a standstill. 
battle. The enemy's been winning. And I have labored and labored and labored and labored on this. I like to be expanding. I like to be winning. I like to be fighting. And we are winning the info war. That's why we're so hated. But we need to be retreaded. We need to be tuned up. We need to be fixed up. We never have time to get into dry dock. We got a lot of holes shot at us. And the enemy wants to silence us. Then they're really going to plant child porn on us. Then they're going to kill me or you or anybody else. I mean, the Democrats now are going into a full revolutionary fervor funded by foreign banks and the Chicom. So go to InfoWarsStore.com. Serving with InfoWars is a great honor, but I still need my morning coffee. And luckily, our break room at the InfoWars headquarters is stocked full of high-quality InfoWars Store Patriot Blend coffee. Grown in the high mountains of southern Mexico, the Chiapas farmers grow 100% organic, non-GMO coffee at the ideal altitude for the perfect cup. A robust coffee with great flavor and mild acidity. There has never been a more important time to support InfoWars. So if you love coffee, and if you want to fight for freedom, then you can help. Order now at the InfoWars store. Sign up for AutoShip and get your own high-quality supply of Patriot Blend coffee delivered right to your door at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Using free speech to free minds. It's The David Knight Show. Welcome back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the border in the next segment, but I wanted to hear at the top of the hour talk about news. Of course, I'm sure you've seen by now, Drudge Report, all the different news media organizations have picked up the fact that that, uh, Lee Iacocca has died at 94. Very famous CEO. Of course, he was the father of the Mustang, as they call him. A sentimental favorite of mine. That was my very first car. It was a 1968 Mustang Fastback. Uh, kind of like the one that Steve McQueen drove in Bullet, except he had a bigger engine. I still had a V8, though, and I think we need to make America V8 again. <laughs> I'm fighting for that. Uh, but, yeah, I love that car, and a lot of people did. One of the biggest sellers. And quite frankly, it's still really about the only car that Ford sells now. They killed off all of their cars. And they had some great fusions and uh, – Focuses and so forth that were high-performance cars. Great rally car, really. They're all-wheel drive, high-performance cars. They killed, out, killed all those. They brought in uh, – uh, the only thing they kept was a Mustang, and then they brought in some kind of a Econo Fusion or Focus or something from Europe, which I, good luck on selling that. Uh, basically, they just want to sell pickup trucks and SUVs, and that's it. And so they just got the Mustang. And, of course, GM is killing the – uh, the Camaro, they're announcing uh, that they've stopped development of the next generation and probably suspend it by 2023. But Lee Iacocca had a great idea with the Mustang. And um, I, I would say that he was also father of the Too Big to Fail bailout program. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say it. I was never, I never supported the bailout of Chrysler under Ronald Reagan. You know, it's the first time we did that. And that established a principle that led us to the bailout of the big banks and later to the bailout of the automobile companies. Of course, when Obama bailed them out, unlike Reagan, you know, he didn't bail them out to keep 
a strong American company. He bailed them out and sold them off for nothing, nothing, to Fiat. Now, that's what happened to Chrysler. But of course, Lee Iacocca was a, had great ideas, a great pioneer, great designer, uh, created the minivan, and I don't hold that against him. <laughs> I was kept captive in a minivan for many years, uh, but I have many fond memories of driving the family around in that minivan. Uh, not as fond as the memories I have of driving my Mustang, but yes, uh, <laughs> it's great to have the kids there. And uh, we didn't have a Chrysler minivan, but we, you know, he inspired everybody uh, to create that entire. So very, uh, very much a visionary, very much an innovator. And uh, we don't have people like that who really support America anymore. He was also somebody who supported America and America supported him <laughs> with a bailout again. Uh, but uh, I understand he was just trying to get what he could out of the government and everybody does. And um, that's one of the reasons that we got the problems that we do now. But Nevertheless, he was a very innovative uh, person, had a lot of respect for him as an individual, uh, a great designer, a great business executive, uh, in spite of the the bailout situation. Uh, We're going to talk when we come back about the situation at the border, but I just want to play, not play for you, I don't have a clip here, Uh, but what some of the press was saying about this, the New York Times when they talk about President Trump caving on the census question, uh, they say uh, this is a victory for critics. They said this was the Trump administration's effort to skew the census results in favor of Republicans. So now they're going to be skewed in favor of Democrats, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. And the judges even said that. Said we have sanctuary cities that are going to lose money. And they're going to lose representation in Congress, and they're going to lose representation in the Electoral College. And it's like, wait wait a minute. Why do we have foreign citizens criminally trespassing here get represented in Congress and the now illegal college? <laughs> That's what it's really going to be. I, I just don't understand that for the life of me. And quite frankly, uh, the judiciary is perhaps the biggest problem that we have here, and the idea that has been carried forward by all these different presidents, embraced by President Trump, unfortunately, never embraced by the founders of this country, never embraced by the people who wrote the Constitution, that every branch of government has to bow down to the judiciary branch because they came up with a court decision way back with Marbury versus Madison, said, we get to decide whether all the laws are going to be okay. Now they decide marriage. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. Truth is a revolutionary act. And now, 
The David Knight Show. Welcome back. You know, I didn't get a chance to talk about this except to just briefly mention the toilet fantasies of occasional cortex. I got to ask, what is it with these Democrats? You know, we had the dirty dossier, the filthy fiction that was commissioned by the Clintons. You know, they have these uh, golden showers fantasies or whatever, and they write it into a document to try to take down the Trump administration. We have AOC saying they've got people drinking out of toilets at the border. Meanwhile, you got a staffer for Mayor Pete, Mayor Pete. And as I pointed out yesterday, I, when you look at the picture of Pete Bootygay, uh, it's just amazing to me how much he looks like Pee Wee Herman. I mean, they're doppelgangers, right? And so I think we ought to call him Mayor Pee Wee, especially since he had a staffer, Mayor Pee Wee had a staffer, calling for a urine attack on Congressman Matt Goetz. I mean, these people, what is it about? Uh, maybe instead of putting a D after their name, we need to start putting a P after their name. That, that's what these people are always talking about. And I want to play for you uh, AOC's toilet water fantasy, uh, what she had to say here. Let's run uh, video one. They put them in a room with no running water and... These women were being told by CBP officers to drink out of the toilet. They were drinking water out of the toilet. And that was them knowing a congressional visit was coming. That was, this is CBP on their best behavior, telling people to drink out of the toilet. (laughs) Again, this is, we should call this AOC's dirty dossier on the Border Patrol. (laughs) Uh, I don't believe that. Uh, Some people tried to explain that away and said, look, uh, what she misunderstood, trying to be polite to her, you, you don't have to be polite to her. <laughs> this is Alexandria Wonderland. This is the woman who just pretended that she was crying about children at the border when she's got a whole bunch of police officers and uh, a nippy parking lot for the most part on the other side of the chain link fence. And the little girl who does the AOC parodies, uh, you may have seen it on social media, Uh <laughs> She put on the glasses, pulled her hair back, dark hair, and she got up to a chain link fence and she started crying tears. It's like, whenever I get to the playground, it's always closed. But, uh, yeah, if they don't have any running water, how are they going to get any water out of the toilets anyway? But what they were saying was uh, what she misunderstood was the fact that in prisons they have a sink there. They're telling them just drink water out of the sink or whatever. Uh, that's not what she was saying. Uh, she was going a lot further, and she was lying about what was going on there. And then she also had this to say. She felt like she was not safe with these officers around. Uh, she was going to be sexually assaulted by them at any at any point in time. Now, the, the people, the human traffickers that people turn their kids over to, here's some money, here's my kid, uh, go get them in the United States. I've said this before. When we went to Hong Kong, Hong Kong Disney had just opened maybe about a year there you go. Uh, what in the world is that? <laughs> is that carrots or something being put in there? Anyway, when we went to Hong Kong, Hong Kong Disney had just opened up, and Hong Kong Disney was very small. And they had a lot of people from mainland China who went to Hong Kong to go to Hong Kong Disney. And it filled up to capacity pretty quickly because so many people were trying to get in. So when they closed the door and said, sorry, we're full up, uh, which, by the way, is what we ought to do at the border. <laughs> Put a sign up there. Sorry, we're full. 
<laughs> we can't take anymore. We're not going to take anymore. Uh, but huh? but Disney actually did that. Disney actually has gates and walls, and they have a sign that tells people when they're full, unlike our country. This Disneyland where we offer everybody free this and free that, come on in. Everything is free. <laughs> uh, and so they actually had parents from China, mainland China, go to Hong Kong and drop their kids over the wall. And as I've said before, it's a perfect picture of what's happening at the border, except uh, at the border, <laughs> they're handing their kids off to cartel human traffickers. They don't know if they're going to take these kids and put them in sex slavery. Now, that's what she ought to be concerned about, but she's not. I mean, just think about that. I, when you heard that story, it's like, can you imagine that? I mean, you've got this massive amusement park and you just take your kid and drop them over the wall. See you later, Johnny. <laughs> or whatever. I mean, it's just, <laughs> have a good time. I, I can't imagine as a parent doing that. And I can't imagine as a parent handing my children over to cartel traffickers. Come on. You, you don't want to uh, talk about that as being an issue? They want to ignore that kind of parental misconduct? You want to ignore the conduct of that father who takes his toddler across the river? He bears no responsibility at all. The Democrats don't bear any responsibility for bribing him to bring his child in. Come on in. If you can make it across the board, we'll give you free everything. Come on in. Make that dangerous journey. Oh, no, it's only President Trump who's at fault. And so here's the clip, video two. AOC says she's not safe from officers. Go ahead. I mean, in that last facility, I was not safe from the officers in that facility. Do you have any comment about what was posted about you in the alleged Facebook group? I mean, I think it's just a, it's it's just indicative of, of the violent culture that we saw on the inside. Okay, uh, so she was crying at the gate. Uh, she feels sexually assaulted, and she thinks that people are drinking out of the toilets. Meanwhile, okay, so here's the update today. You've got some pastors who went to the same facility the next day. And this is what the pastors have to say. Uh, and, and so I ask you, who are you going to believe? <laughs> you going to believe AOC that you just saw there by the chain link fence? Or are you going to believe what these pastors said? And by the way, one of these pastors is Hispanic, Samuel Rodriguez. He is president of the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. He is also somebody, he says, I am a veteran of immigration advocacy in the U.S. In other words, these are open border Christians. And many of them, many of these Christian organizations, especially the Catholic Church, I mean, they're making these Catholic uh, charities, they're getting a fortune uh, from the government. The Catholics, the Presbyterians, they're, they're running this money through their organizations, and they're taking a a uh, big, big cut out of this. We got a video of this pastor talking. Let's run a video clip number nine. So, Reverend, what did you see there? Shannon, I must be living in a parallel universe somewhere. As a devoted Trekkie, uh, there must be some sort of, you know, breach in a space-time continuum. I went this past Friday. I visited the controversial center in Clint, Texas, outside the outskirts of El Paso. I was driven by the same news stories that you and I both read, uh, compelled and driven by compassion and a concern for these migrant children. I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a Christian committed to righteousness and justice. So I was driven, compelled. I called the White House and I asked for access and they granted it. I went there. 
I was not restricted at all as, as it pertains to what I could ask or where I could go. Here's what I discovered. I found kids created in the image of God, and I found Border Patrol agents created in the image of God working together in a very difficult environment. I did not find soiled diapers. I did not find crying children. I did not find deplorable conditions. Quite the opposite. I found amazing people on both sides trying to make a very difficult circumstance better. So I don't know where everyone else is visiting. I spoke to the Border Patrol agents, the vast majority of which, by the way, are Latino. And many of them attend the churches that are part of our network. And I asked, hey, guys, did you stage this? Did you guys flip the script just to accommodate people like me? And they went, Pastor Sam, absolutely not. You are looking at the very thing that existed here for a number of weeks. So it's not that we shifted because of any deplorable conditions that were discovered. What I also discovered was that the original report, the attorneys that actually reported the soil diapers and deplorable conditions, they never, ever walked through the center. Let me repeat that. They never visited what I visited. <laughs> they took that information anecdotally from interviews with children, with children, mind you, from the age of two to the age of 17. Okay. So the, tr- the truth sets you free. All right. Again, he said, to my surprise, I saw something drastically different from the stories I've been hearing in our national discourse. I was shocked at the misinformation of the crisis at the border. Yeah, they're just lying. Just like she got caught lying at the chain link fence. It's a chain of lies. That's the link. We'll be right back. Stay with us. The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy. If we don't have major innovation and major booms, we will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points. Whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the globalists. Briefly, folks, please do not forget, this is the Maximum Alert. We wouldn't be here without you. I thank you for your support and your help. We're going to be steadfast in this fight, but we need financial support. And we're going to put up more prominent donate buttons at InfoWarsStore.com. If you want to just give us straight donations, there's a P.O. box. If you want to mail us a check, we will put it into the fight against these globalists. We need money to fight back and to let them know we're taking action and to defend ourselves. InfoWarsStore.com is the main page. We have a huge sale going. Save InfoWars, super special, emergency special, 50% off. All InfoWars best-selling life products, all of them, 50% off. That's Super Mel Vitality, Survival Shield X2, now back in stock. Brain Force Plus, Turbo Force, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, so many more. Stock up on the toothpaste, the copy. Sign up for auto ship, an additional 10% off. And I forgot, double Patriot points. Instead of 5% off on future orders, you get 10% off. Again, cancel auto ship anytime for free. We need the funding. Thank you for your support. We're getting a lot of support right now, but we need a lot to go into this dark night. We're not going to back down. 
I talk about this on the air, and I, and I know it sinks into people, but I've decided that we're going to kind of reboot all our supplements. And that if you go back five, six years ago, before all the censorship and attacks and fake lawsuits and the rest of it, I would talk about how great the products are and how they were the best and why they were, and I'd have doctors on and experts to explain why they were so good. And instead, the last few years, I'm like, hey, we need to really support us or they'll shut us down. The biggest thing people like to buy is supplements because they know how great they are and how wonderful they were. And the left always has headlines everywhere. Jones sells unapproved supplements that he claims are supplements. No, under federal law since 1996, you can't say that a supplement has been through the FDA because they have no jurisdiction and won't look at it. But then they say you've got to say it's not approved by them. And all drugs are is the system trying to tweak what's in Mother Nature and manipulate it and do different things. And a lot of drugs work great. They have side effects, not with Mother Nature, but Big Pharma doesn't want you knowing about God's medicine chest. Infowarsstore.com or triple eight two five three three one three nine. Infowars, the most banned network in the world. Viewers and listeners, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And we're under unprecedented evil attacks, as you've seen. But I wanted to take just a minute out here from the bottom of my heart to tell you how much it means to me that when you saw all those lies against us last week, the worst things you can say about people, that you knew they were liars. You went and looked it up and found out the truth. And so I feel very strong, and I feel God's hand on my shoulder, and I feel your love in my heart. And I want you to know that love is right back at you. And I want to thank you for all you've done with your word of mouth and your prayers and your financial support because I'm committed to fight to the end, but I want to win. And without you, I'm going to be destroyed and it's not going to be fun, but that's not what's important. The enemy could win. We're a key chess piece in this fight. We're being used by God. You're being used by God. This is providence. So I salute you and I thank you for all you've done from the bottom of my heart. InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back. As crazy as the lies being told at the border by AOC, occasional cortex. When I saw this headline, I had the same. <laughs> it was on Breitbart. It wasn't on The Onion. It wasn't on Babylon B. Headline, Beto O'Rourke campaigns in Mexico. And, and, and Travis saw this. Kind of, he goes, I thought that was a satire. You, you can't get ahead of these people on satire anymore. <laughs> the Democrats have gone so radical left, so crazy left. As I said in the debate, I don't know if it's so much a clown circus as it is Arkham Asylum. I mean, these people are insane, criminally insane. And <laughs> he's actually campaigning. Beto is camp. Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, the trans Hispanic, is now campaigning in Mexico, appealing to the trans Americans, these people who are. Not American, but they identify as American. Well, why not? You know, it's like some kind of a pride meeting here. You know, we got people. Oh, I'm a, I'm American. I'm Irish American, but I identify as Hispanic. And these people are from Guatemala or Central America, and they identify as Americans. And so let's have a meeting of the crazy minds. He actually campaigned in Mexico. This is Sunday with migrants who are not admitted to the U.S. at the southern border. I think the Democrat Party now calls that get out the vote. 
<laughs> We're going to bring in foreign citizens, the strength and the future of the Democrat Party. Uh, go to Mexico. Tell Don't worry. We're going to get you in. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make you a delegate to the California Democrat Party. I'm going to let you help to write the platform of the California Democrat Party. And then after that, you know, we'll rewrite the border laws or rewrite the Constitution. As a matter you've got all these Democrats in the debate saying we have to decriminalize coming into this country. Whoa, 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 whoa. They just admitted it's a crime to come into this country after calling us all racist for using the term illegal. That's what illegal alien means. Alien means citizen of a foreign country. Illegal means that they're criminally trespassing. It's like, well, we got to get rid of those laws. I don't like those laws. I pretend they don't exist. I, I you know, I, laws don't matter. Biology doesn't matter. Nationality doesn't matter to these people. They're all trans. <laughs> it's the trans insanity of the Democrat Party. Nothing matters. There is no reality. Nothing is. Nothing matters. It's just whatever you perceive it to be. Mexico is now busing some migrants back to their home countries, uh, unlike America, where we put them on a jet and fly them into our country. Actually, some of these have been returned by the United States. Not too many. I mean, we have thousands now coming across the border every day. And a grand total, this is Washington Times, trying to put a happy face on this, I'm sorry, when there's thousands of people coming across the border to get all their free stuff in this free-for-all, all for free, free-for-all, all for free, free-for-all, come on in. It's America. It's an advanced auction of stolen goods, and they're stealing. The Democrats are stealing from you, Americans. They're stealing from you. They're stealing your American dream, your idea of having a home, or even having a better, bigger and better apartment. Because, you know, the taxes that you're going to have to pay to build all these new schools for all these people. Went to a marching band contest around here not too long ago. My wife and I, we used to, that's how we met in college. And uh, <laughs> I went to the marching band contest. And, I mean, there's entire schools that are built for people that have immigrated into this uh, country here in Texas. And our governor's not doing anything about it. Governor Abbott is not using the Texas National Guard or the Texas Rangers, as they have in the past, to defend our borders. The president is not doing anything about it, as I said yesterday. It's the same thing I saw Governor Jeb Bush and President George W. Bush do when a single probate judge determined that he was going to execute Terry Schiavo, euthanize her. And President Trump and Greg Abbott and all the rest of these people who have the power and won't use it. Why? Because some judge somewhere said, uh, you're going to have to kill Terry Chavo. You're going to have to kill America. And you better not defy me. Are you kidding me? The president has to bow down to every single judge. I mean, you had the Bushes bow down to a probate judge. The federal judges should not be treated as if they were the Soviet Politburo. Telling the president, that he can't use the power and the authority and conduct the duty that he has as president. It is to the point of absurdity when we talk about this DACA law. It's a perfect example of that. DACA was an executive order created by the Obama administration. Now, when President Trump says we're going to get rid of the DACA agreement, even after the subsequent one, DAPA, you know, for the parents of arrivals, DAPA, uh, that never took effect. It was challenged. 
defeated in court in 2015. It had no authority. DACA doesn't have any authority either. And it's a an executive order from a previous president, but the courts are telling President Trump that he can't overturn an executive order by Obama? I mean, he's already said, uh, well, we're not going to pay attention to this these treaties that he signed with Iran, treaties he signed with the Paris Climate Accord. Uh, we're going to ignore the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and I'm glad that he did all of those things. Those are all just executive orders by Obama. He had no authority to do that, President Trump. Uh, had the authority and did his duty to shut that down. But President Trump will not go against a judge who says you can't, you can't uh, shut down the DACA program. The DACA program was the former DHS Secretary Napolitano saying, I'm not going to do what I swore to do. I swore to uphold the laws of America. I'm not going to do that. And President Trump, the judge tells President Trump that his DHS can't enforce the law? How could a judge say, I'm not going to allow you to enforce the law. I'm only going to allow the executive order from the previous administration saying they're not going to do their duty, not going to enforce the law. That's the insanity that we have now at the border. That's why it bothers me so much to see this military parade. That's one of the two things that bothers me about this military parade coming up tomorrow. As I said at the top of the program, founders of this country viewed war as something that they would enter into as a last resort. They honored the military, but they were reluctant to use it. They did not define themselves and glory in a military. And this is the thing that bothers me so much. Let's play a little bit of President Trump, video number three, as he's talking about uh, the new flyover country, I guess, uh, D.C., Washington, D.C., In recent years, 4th of July on the National Mall has been a tribute to universal American themes. The Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, a star-spangled civic hymn. This year, by design, it will be much more about him. And I'm going to be here, and I'm going to say a few words, and we're going to have planes going overhead, the best fighter jets in the world, and other planes, too. And we're going to have some tanks stationed outside. Two tanks and two infantry fighting vehicles arrive by train today, power washed before being trucked to the mall, where they will stay put to prevent their treads from tearing right. up city streets. We'll be right back. Uh, maybe we could send them. I got an idea. Maybe we could send the military, uh, even those tanks, to the border. You know, let's stop the trafficking of people across the border. Let's keep them from getting into the judicial system to start with. We'll be right back. Stay with us. It's not only that you have a unique voice in the public arena, in the public square. The other thing that's unique about InfoWars is is it is the only network of this reach that is not backed by a corporate donor or corporate sugar daddy, that's not backed by some billionaire, that's not being funded by a secret foreign government. It is completely independent of all that. It is an old school American 1776 style experiment in the expression of the freedom of press and freedom of speech that, in fact, the founders were so concerned with at the beginning of the country, they actually tried to support and subsidize organizations just like this because this was the kind of press they wanted. And then ultimately, we now live in an era where they've mostly been co-opted by big corporations or billionaire sugar daddies who've been able to control and manipulate what news and views the person's allowed to have or express or hear. And the InfoWars audience has broken through that. They, uh, they are the bridge from the founding to the modern age, ultimate American democracy and freedom. And that's why there's been an unprecedented onslaught of deplatforming, defamation, lawfare, and libel targeting you. 
Robert Barnes, what has big tech become? Uh, big tech are big babies that have become big bullies, and the way they did so is because they faced no consequence, social, economic, political, or legal, for their illicit activities over two decades. And because of that, that's why the courts, the judges, the juries, the members of the independent free press that care about this, the ordinary members of the public and the audience that care about this, have to bring real social, political, economic consequence to their course of conduct. Otherwise, they will never change, and they will become the big tech oligarchs, the equivalent to the big trust of the 19th century, who ran American politics and ran American economy almost into the ground until we were able to recover after the Great Depression. The InfoWars audience is the fuel that flames the, the, the light of liberty across the world to make real the actions of independent free speech, to make real the original promise of an independent free press. Real collusion is big tech and big media manipulating and working with each other to try to meddle with elections, to try to shake people's thoughts. And then the whopper of telling us the whole time it's not happening. It's the ultimate form of gaslighting. What you just saw isn't what you just saw. Even it is what, what you just saw. <laughs> InfoWars, the most banned network in the world. So the InfoWars model is a self-fulfilling, self-supporting structure that is promoting free press and free speech by people getting together and supporting one another and sustaining one another. It is the only independent press of this size and scale, of this public reach. It is the one model that says, here's a way to have a self-supporting, self-sustaining, self-structured, little d-democratic structure that because the audience determines what content goes up, the audience determines what audience is ultimately reached by their choices in supporting InfoWars. And it's all because the audience spends their whatever it is, whether it's $5 or $50 a month on products that they like and that they want that actually compete with the corporate-driven model. And the ability to do that and at the same time support press, support speech, support letting the audience choose what news they want to see and what views they want to hold. And it's the ultimate American democratic expression and experiment. And it is the celebration of free press and free speech with free markets. The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy if we don't have major innovation and major booms. We will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on in the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points. Whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the... This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Defending the American Dream. You're listening to The David Knight Show. I think it was Rand Paul who said, let's declare victory in these unending wars in Afghanistan, Iraq, and many other places. Let's declare victory, bring the troops home, and have a parade. <laughs> well, we got the parade part. We didn't get the victory part because it would be a victory to end these unending wars. It would be a victory over our greatest enemy, our domestic enemy. 
the military-industrial complex. It would be a great victory, uh, but we haven't had that victory. We haven't brought the troops home. We haven't ended any of these endless wars, but we're going to have a parade. And this article on Zero Hedge uh, from Tom Englehart writes for TomDispatch.com. Why won't the media criticize U.S. interventionism? Despite military involvement in 75% of the world, think about that, we are engaged in 75% of the world. We're at war with, eh, what is it, eight, nine, I lose track. How many different wars we're involved in? And of course, you know, there's other places where you don't even know that we're at war. I mean, just uh, it wasn't that long ago we had some special forces that were killed in an African nation. Who knew they were there? We didn't have any statement about that. You know, you had the back and forth between Leon Panetta and Jeff Sessions when Sessions was a Congress or senator. And Leon Panetta, a former congressman, then head of the Department of Defense, and Sessions says, uh, you're not going to put troops in Syria, are you? Yeah, it was that long ago. You're not going to put troops in Syria without having a vote on this, right? And Panetta was so smarmy and slimy. Was, well, we, we'll talk to our allies about this. We'll talk to NATO. We'll talk to UN. And we may advise you as to what we decide to do. Well, I can't believe, golly, I can't believe you're saying that. You were congressman. You know what the Constitution says. He uh, didn't do anything about it. Sessions did nothing about it. Just the same way that he was weak as attorney general. Did nothing about it. I mean, he complained about it. He knew it was wrong, but he didn't do anything about it. And uh, he says, uh, he says, you know, you're supposed to have a debate before you put troops somewhere. Well, he did it. We don't know when those troops went there, but uh, somewhere between that discussion, maybe, maybe they were already there. Who knows? But at some point in time, uh, the U.S. built over a dozen military bases in Syria. They put over 4,000 troops. They had four airfields that they put there. None of that with a prior debate. And they didn't tell Sessions or the American people when they were going to do it. Why aren't we upset about that on this 4th of July? Uh, 75, and we're engaged in 75% of the world's nations. Uh, as he pointed out, he said, I, I saw this headline, Tom Englehart, uh, U.S. seeks other ways to stop Iran shy of war from the New York Times. And he says, here's the first paragraph. Uh, American intelligence and military officers are working on additional clandestine plans to counter Iranian aggression in the Persian Gulf, pushed by the White House to develop new options that could help deter Tehran without escalating tensions into full-out conventional war, according to current and former officials. And he points out, you notice it said, to counter Iranian aggression. Where? In the Persian Gulf. It's kind of like saying, uh, we got to do something to control America in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, I mean, Gulf of Mexico is not even named after our country. <laughs> uh, again, it had sentences like this. The CIA, further down in the article from the New York Times, the CIA has longstanding secret plans for responding to Iranian provocations. And you've seen that kind of stuff all the time. That's what the mainstream media, the Mockingbird Press, Operation Mockingbird for the CIA. That's the kind of PR they put out for the military-industrial complex with the CIA, NSA. Uh, you very rarely, if ever, see the corporate mainstream media say, identify us as being provocative. And he says in this article, same thing I said 
when this all happened with the drone. Yet, ask yourself what Washington and the Pentagon would do if an Iranian drone was spotted off the east coast of the United States, uh, even if it wasn't in U.S. airspace. And I pointed this out very specifically. I said, okay, so if we believe the Pentagon's version of this, the Iranians are saying that it's over their land. Pentagon is saying it's 20 miles off the coast. Well, we have extended our territory 200 miles off the coast of America. And the island of Catalina, remember that song? 26 miles across the sea. Santa Canalita is... Well, if they were to fly an Iranian drone between Santa Canalina and the California coast, guess what we would do? We would shoot it down the very least. The very least thing we would do is to shoot it down. And he goes on to say, on a planet on which in 2017 U.S. Special Operation Forces were deployed to 149 countries, that's 75% of all nations. Uh, the other 25%, uh, I, I don't know, maybe they're too small to put a landing strip on. I, I don't know what the problem is in those places. Why aren't we there? Uh, the U.S. has perhaps 800 military garrisons outside its own territory, on which the U.S. Navy patrols most of its oceans and seas, on which the U.S. unmanned aerial drones conduct assassination strikes across a surprising range of countries, and on which the U.S. has been fighting wars as well as more minor conflicts for years on end, from Afghanistan to Libya, Syria to Yemen, Iraq to Niger, in a century in which it chose to launch full-scale invasions of two countries, Afghanistan and Iraq. Is it truly reasonable never to identify the U.S. as an aggressor anywhere? But, of course, our corporate media never does that. And so President Trump tweets out uh, and says, uh, uh, was this a tweet? Uh, No, this is a statement he made. We're going to have a great 4th of July in Washington, D.C. It'll be like no other. It'll be special, and I hope a lot of people come, and it's going to be about this country. It is a salute to America. Well, when I see a military parade, when we can't end any of these wars, when we are in a state of perpetual war in multiple countries, when we have military bases in 75% of the countries, when President Trump said we're going to end these wars, and the Pentagon says, no, you're not, and then he bows down to them and doesn't, And then he has a parade. You know, when he says it's a salute to America, I think it's a single finger salute, in my opinion. When I see this, when I see the military, again, I respect the military fighting to defend our freedom. I do not respect the military fighting to overthrow other countries and to create a more dangerous world for Americans. I don't support these endless wars. I didn't support President Trump for that. I supported him for just the opposite. But this love affair that he has with men in uniform, to the extent that they're going to have this big parade, and he says, hey, we're going to have um, Pentagon memo said the parade would include wheeled vehicles only and no tanks. Attention must be given to reduce damage to local infrastructure. President Trump said that. He said, well, we're going to have some tanks there. We're going to have, uh, you know, a lot of people took exception to the fact. that This is the way the news media, they want to criticize President Trump for being out of touch because he talked about Sherman tanks and Abram tanks. We haven't had Sherman tanks for decades. Look, anybody my generation or older, as President Trump is, everybody, oh, it's built like a Sherman tank. It's become a proverbial thing, right? That's not the issue. They're criticizing him because he said Sherman tanks, but they're not criticizing the militarization of America. 
the fact that we have become a militaristic, conquering, occupying, war-starting empire, they don't criticize that? The fact that we're proud of that? That's the real problem. He said, you got to be pretty careful with tanks because roads have a tendency not to like to carry heavy tanks, you think? And so we got to limit them to certain areas. Yeah, we don't want to destroy the infrastructure because we don't have any money to rebuild it because we spent all of our money on the military that we won't even use to protect our own border. That's the amazing thing about this. The absolute refusal at every level, including the president, to protect the border. Well, the, the judges won't let me do it. Uh, the congressman, you are commander-in-chief. You have the authority and you have the duty to protect the border as commander-in-chief. It doesn't matter what the Democrats said or what Mexico said or what a judge somewhere said. Parade around there. Just make a parade out of it. How about that? The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy. If we don't have major innovation and major booms, we will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on in the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the globalists. Let's talk to Marcus in New York. Marcus, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. Hey, Alex. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, your show is a breath of fresh air. I talk to a lot of people here out in New York City, and one thing I can tell you is that almost nobody agrees with these wars. I think that the neocons are trying desperately to get Trump to go to a war because they know that that's the only way that they could defeat him in the eyes of the public, the approaching 2020. That's it. I mean, if Trump buys into this, it'll be the end of his presidency. It's the only way I think he can be defeated other than assassinating him. It's a time to be praying, my friend. I agree entirely the last thing I just want to say, Alex, is I know they're trying to shut you down, but the reinforcements have arrived, man. I would love to see you on air until you're 80 years old. I would love to see what you're talking about when you're 80. But if they do shut you down, no, you've gone into this war. You've won a lot of battles, and there are a lot of people like myself and many others who are going to continue. We're going to keep fighting in the info war, and even if something does happen to you or your show, know for a fact that you've gotten a lot of people fired up for liberty. Thank you, sir, for calling. The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy. If we don't have major innovation and major booms, we will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in 
socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on in the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points. Whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the globalist. I want to be very, very clear with everybody about all of this. We're going into the season of war, and they have been inches from shutting down the final bank accounts we have due to their criminal activity and their and their digital fraud. And we need to know that we've got capital to go six months a year. We need to end here. We need to be provisioned. And you've got my total commitment that I am going to rampage forward against the enemy fearlessly. I'm loving every minute of this because I know I'm getting under their skin. I'm bloody and then I'm up politically. I'm banging heads with them, and they can't help but attack back with lies that just brings more people here so i'm in one hell of a fight and so are you and i need war bonds i need gas i need ammo politically now but literally if you flood us with money and if you flood us with product purchases and if you flood us with your word of mouth you're unstoppable we're unstoppable together i want to send a strong message to the enemy i want to raise a couple million dollars right now to let the enemy know that their attacks are failing and that you will stand with us and i will never back down you have my commitment this only gives me more energy and more understanding of what we're facing and that we were right about this you're listening to The David Knight Show. Welcome back, because we have the big military parade planned for tomorrow. I don't know how much that costs. I mean, if we're going to parade the military, wouldn't it be appropriate to parade them at the border? Uh, Even if we're not going to do anything. I mean, we can kind of call the bluff, right? Kind of pretend that we're going to do something. Maybe that's what happened with Iran. We've had a lot of foreign ministers, particularly from Russia, saying, uh, I don't know that the narrative that we've been told by the military is exactly true. Is it true that President Trump dispatched, first we were told, it dispatched the, the planes had left, and 10 minutes after they left, President Trump called them back at the last minute before any missiles were fired. Then President Trump came back and said, no, no planes had left, uh, no. we, I shut that down shortly before they were supposed to leave. But then other governments, particularly Russia, came out and said, At the level that these decisions would be made, anybody that leaks that as a senior White House official or somebody from the Pentagon, they want that information to go out. They want that. Maybe they didn't even ever plan to do that. Maybe they looked at the consequences of what that would start and decided not to do it before it ever happened. But maybe they leaked that out to, you know, to bluster, to scare Iran, uh, Of course, the other part of this is what if Iran already has nuclear weapons? That's a question that Michael Snyder asks. What if what you've been told over and over again again, is not really the truth? What if they've already got nuclear weapons? When you pack the Navy into a very small area like that, and if they have nuclear weapons, or if the Russians and Chinese, both of whom are more than happy to get us locked down into a quagmire fighting with Iran, so that's the way they do it. Uh, They have their surrogates fight. 
uh, you know, we do that as well with ISIS and so forth. But if we were to go into Iran, we would be doing the fighting uh, ourselves. We would be the surrogates of Israel and Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates and all those Gulf states that want Iran taken out. But they would love to, you know, Russia and China would love to have us get bogged down in a quagmire like that or see the entire fleet sunk by nuclear weapons or hypersonic missiles. And so, as Michael Snyder points out, before we get involved in a war like this, we better be absolutely certain that Iran doesn't already have nuclear weapons, that they don't have hypersonic missiles from Russia, from China, uh, because that would be cataclysmic. We also need to make sure that we have everybody in the Pentagon, that, you know, we're supposed to, uh, Americans look at this, and they don't understand our history going back to the 1950s with Iran, when we overthrew the CIA overthrew their democratically elected left-wing president who's going to nationalize the oil industries. And so we overthrew him, put in the ruthless dictator, the Shah of Iran. The CIA trained the ruthless Savak, his secret police who rounded up people, tortured them in CIA style. Uh, we don't understand all that that preceded the takeover of the embassy. Not that it justifies taking over the embassy, but it helps – you to understand the reasons for that. And yet, you know, we have this radical Islamic regime that was put in as blowback to our failed policy of decades there, partnering with uh, the Shah of Iran. And as we pointed out before, when H.R. McMaster was part of the coup to get uh, General Flynn out of the White House, when H.R. McMaster went in, he told everybody, you're not going to use the terms Islamic terror. Not going to use the term jihad. Not going to talk about that. Then have all this terror stuff. I didn't have anything to do with Islam. Nothing to do with it. So you know, the American people look at this and say, "Well, like that's some of the most radical Islam I've ever seen up there." Those people are really dangerous. The U.S. Army War College doesn't care about radical Islam. As a matter of fact, uh, the U.S. Army War College just canceled a guest speaker. Because he was critical of Islam, just like H.R. McMaster. Oh, this guy criticizes – oh, I don't want him talking to the U.S. Army War College. You think – you Americans think that we're there to stop radical Islam. <laughs> Some of the most radical Islamicists anywhere are the Wahhabists of Saudi Arabia. They're chopping off more heads than ISIS did, and they're our closest allies in the region. They have the most radical Sharia law anywhere, but they're our closest allies in the region. Uh, they are absolutely crazy, but we're giving them state-of-the-art military weapons. And then we say we've got to go to war with Iran so they don't get state-of-the-art military weapons? Are you being lied to? Uh, the U.S. Army War College canceled an event featuring Raymond Ibrahim, perhaps a former Muslim himself, a writer who is frequently critical of Islam. The event was supposed to have taken place on June 19th. It was canceled after a backlash from CARE and other groups. CARE put out a press release asking the U.S. Army War College not to have anybody talk who is critical of Islam. And, of course, they bowed down and agreed to that. Bowed down and agreed to it. Uh, that's the reality that we have there, folks. So if you're cheering the war, if you're cheering the military-industrial complex, if you're cheering the idea that we're now parading them around, Washington, instead of using them to defend the border, again, it's not bad enough that we can't bring any troops home, that we can't end any of these endless wars, 
that we can't defend the border. The troops that we send down there, we got them painting existing fences. That's it. And acting as nannies. They are Uncle Sam's nannies. What could be better, right? You got an uncle who wants to take care of everybody in the world. Send me, you know, all the kids. I'll educate them. I'll give everybody free health care. I'll give them benefits that are superior to any Americans here. You know, Kamala Harris, as I pointed out yesterday, she wants 120,000 Indian college graduates per year, per year. It may not have anything to do with her being half Indian. Her father's Jamaican. Her mother's Indian. May may not have anything to do with that. Who knows? Just a suspicious coincidence. She wants to parade around as the advocate of African-Americans when she was one of the biggest drug warriors locking people up for possession of marijuana, most of them black in California. Ruthless, authoritarian drug warrior. And she's all about helping African-Americans. No, she's telling African-Americans and other college graduates here in the United States who are Americans, get to the back of the bus. You're too expensive. We're going to bring in Indian college graduates for your jobs. That's what she's telling them. The hypocrisy in Washington is absolutely stunning on this 4th of July. Folks, if you want to help us keep us going here as we are being attacked, I'm going to talk about censorship. You know, there's a great article I've got here. the headline of one of these articles, um, would the founding fathers be allowed on social media today? <laughs> I'm going to read you some of the stuff they said about each other. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this. It's going to be coming up in uh, next uh, segment or so. But I think you're going to really enjoy this. Of course, they would not be allowed. And uh, Joe Biggs was just suspended. Uh, he says he's not coming back to Twitter. Uh, just like uh, you had uh, James Woods. I said, as they told him, he couldn't quote, uh, what was it, John Stuart Mills or somebody like that. He quoted him and said, oh, you can't say that. It's too hateful. Well, I'm going to read you what the founding fathers had to say. But Joe Biggs, like James Wood, says, I'm not going to censor myself to be on that platform. I'm not going to censor myself either. I mean, they want to take me off, they take me off. I'm not going to let them tell me what to say. Nobody's going to tell me what to say. And I hope you're the same way too because they have censored your speech as well. That's what we're fighting as well. It's not just the independent free press represented by InfoWars, being censored. And then they, two months after they took us off, we said, hey, they're going to do it to everybody. They did it to 800 small outlets. Free Thought Project, many others, antiwar.com. Uh, I think they were all taken off left and right. Uh, the core thing is uh, you talk about the military-industrial complex. You talk about big pharmaceutical companies. You, know, you oppose what they want. That's when you get censored. That's when you get censored. Uh, but we're not going to let them tell us what to do, especially if you support us, folks. And we do need your support. We've got a Save InfoWars emergency special right now at InfoWarsStore.com. We have 50% off of all the InfoWars Live products. Again, that's vitamins, minerals, supplements. Uh, and, and again, I don't know where uh, it's not really doesn't fall in the uh, line of supplements, but even things like pollen block that help to clear your sinuses. As I said before, that's the only thing my wife has found that really works for her. Uh, who would have thought that uh, – Something that the sole ingredient of that is quail eggs, uh, but um, <laughs> it clears her sinuses. Or toothpaste, that instead of having fluoride, rat poison, <laughs> it has nano silver that helps to fight virus and bacteria in your mouth. Not just bacteria, but virus also. Uh, all of those types of things vitamin, mineral supplements, uh, uh, health aids like uh, toothpaste, the nano, super blue nano silver, all of those, 50% off. 
free shipping, and double Patriot points at InfoWarsStore.com. And for a limited time only, you can follow me on social media, Liberty Terran, YouTube, as well as Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow and retweet on Twitter. We'll be right back. The time has come. The time is here. The globalists are openly activating their anti-American forces to demonize the American people, the very existence of our borders, and that the whole world can come here and get everything free, but that we, the citizens, have to pay for it when our nation is on the verge of bankruptcy. If we don't have major innovation and major booms, we will collapse into third world status, and the UN and others admit they're using giant migrant waves in Europe and the U.S. to collapse the countries, to kill capitalism, and bring in socialism so we can go the way of the old Soviet Union, North Korea, and Venezuela. This is a plan. That's why we've got to stay on air. It's why you've got to keep fighting because we're going to win this in the end. Thanks to you and your support. That's what makes it all possible. So I salute you and I thank you, but I ask you again, do your shopping with us and we will continue on in the face of this. Infowarsstore.com, 50% off, store-wide free shipping, double Patriot points, whatever you do, commit now to history and know that buying products from us is one of the most important things you can do in the fight against the globalists. I just want listeners to understand money is what allows us to beat this and stand against this. And we're seeing a lot of orders right now with the Save InfoWars 50% off, but we make only like $5, $10 on higher marked up stuff. We're making like $2 on the toothpaste at that price. And we're moving a ton of it, okay? But you move a couple hundred thousand dollars of something and you get $20,000. That doesn't pay for all the infrastructure, the bandwidth, the lawyers, the crew. So we need to sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. I want to expand, not contract. And for six months, we've not just been at a standstill. The enemy's been winning. And I have labored and labored and labored and labored on this. I like to be expanding. I like to be winning. I like to be fighting. And we are winning the info war. That's why we're so hated. But we need to be retreaded. We need to be tuned up. We need to be fixed up. We never have time to get into dry dock. We got a lot of holes shot at us. And the enemy wants to silence us. Then they're really going to plant child porn on us. Then they're going to kill me or you or anybody else. I mean, the Democrats now are going into a full revolutionary fervor funded by foreign banks and the Chicom. So go to InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The David Knight Show. Show. 